Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. If you've been celebrating Veterans Day this week, really just a minute, a moment to say thank you to all the veterans out there. So many people that are a part of protecting our country, a part of what makes America great. And just that great salute to service that we've seen in a variety of different ways this week. Obviously, Thursday was the official Veterans Day. And when we had our gala in Houston last week, we took a moment to acknowledge veterans. I had some time this morning to myself to reflect on my grandfather who served in World War II, but is no longer with us. And so just so many, it's great to see that too. A lot of people showing up and showing their support and appreciation for people that have worn the uniform and, and many who put themselves in, in harm's way for what makes America great and what makes America exceptional. And so I might reflect a little bit more on that, but you know, one of the ways that we continue to make sure that future generations and current generations know about respect and have value for our military and our veterans is what we teach kids in our public schools. I know there were a lot of ceremonies in public schools, but it's important to know what's happening on these issues of education. Close to 6 million students in our public schools across the state of Texas. I think there are over 1,200 school districts. So um, I'm excited about the topic we're going to have today on this edition of the Texas Values Report because we've got two great guests, but really one of our main guests is someone who knows a whole lot about education. Uh, Barbara Cargill was a classroom teacher for many years, an award-winning classroom teacher, and then she served on the State Board of Education, not only served on the State Board of Education, but I think she had one or two turns, if you will, as chair of the State Board of Education. And so <laughs> she now is, is enjoying time, not in that position, but certainly someone who is very well respected and has a lot to say about what's going on. And that's important because next week, there's gonna be some important meetings and some votes on what's being taught in health education in our Texas public schools. Uh, Barbara Cargill, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Thank you so much for having me, Jonathan. It's good to see you. You bet. Well, look, and, and for a long time, we'd see each other a lot in person in these State Board of Education meetings. A lot of people are not aware when it comes to the elected State Board of Education, there are 15 members cut up in different geographic districts across the state. And then when you're at the meeting, it's not like the legislature, or the Senate or the House where you know the public is sort of off on the side or up in the gallery, you can really sit and stand sometimes really close right. proximity to where the board members are. And right. uh, we've also got on um, our program today, Mary Elizabeth Castle, Senior Policy Advisor for Texas Values. She knows a lot about what's happening at the State Board of Education and how that works. And so Mary Elizabeth, good to have you with us today too. It's great to be on. Well, and, and look, we're sort of returning back to that environment is my understanding. So when the hearings take place next week, the public is going to be there in, in, in person. Now, mm -hmm. I know that there has been some of that opening up, but I think for a little while, uh, the meetings were, were virtual as well, and people could testify virtually. Uh, it's my understanding, Mary Elizabeth Barber, this time around next week, there's not going to be any testimony virtually. It's all going to be in person. That's right. And so maybe on your Facebook page or, or website, you have the link because today is the last day that people can sign up to testify in person. And so I think the registration closes at five o'clock today. Um, there also is an email address. They could People could email if you can't make it to Austin next week. So hopefully you've got both of those up on your 
website and your Facebook page. Yeah, and we'll try to post a link to it on this video as well. So um, I want to talk a little bit about process, but then some content about what's going to be happening next week. But let me set it up for our viewers and listeners. And if you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube, social media, wherever you are, like this, share it, subscribe to our channel. Let's get this into some groups because this is all going to, as Barbara said, the, the deadline to sign up and the public can sign up. You don't have to have any particular classroom or teacher background. Anybody that cares about these issues, I see kids, I see parents, I see former educators, just a variety of people that will come and testify. And you're going to, you have to really expect there's going to be some people, they want to radically change what's taught in health education. So they're going to come with their agenda as well. But let's, um, and we talk about health, we're talking about sex education. Okay. And so that usually gets a lot of attention from people because first of all, it's like, why are the schools even teaching sex, sex education? I didn't know that. What are they telling my kids? And so, and look, a lot of school districts are going to teach some things about these things as it relates to health. And there can be some value to that. Um, but we certainly respect the rights of parents to decide, I don't want my child involved in any of this, even if it appears that it's good. And so it's important, however you feel about these issues, to listen and learn from the conversation we're about to have, because there's going to be some important meetings and hearings and votes next week on this issue. But we're really towards the end of the process. And so if you didn't know about it before, Texas Values has been involved in just about every State Board of Education meeting and hearing going back to 2013. We're probably one of the few, if not some one of the only, that's really been at all of these uh, every, every meeting for the past eight or 10 years. And I just say that for you to know, we've been following along and putting information out about this. And so if you think, oh, well, I didn't realize this and now we're towards the end, go back and you can look at some things we've written about earlier this year and why it matters. But let's get into the heart of this issue because sex education is something that a lot of people care about and get very concerned. And they're like, whoa, wait, what's being taught? But let's just for back up for a second and talk about some process, Barbara. And then I'm going to bring you in too, Mary Elizabeth. Uh, last year, the State Board of Education adopted health standards. So what happens is the State Board of Education says, here are kind of the minimum things that need to be taught. And then publishers will try to match that up to textbooks and instruction materials. Um, so what happens after, tell us a little bit about what happens after what's called the TEKS, the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. So, yeah, and that was a, a, very, um, a very long process that I was involved in before my retirement on December 31st of last year for 16 years on the board. And I've got to say the health standards, you call them the TEKS, which is correct. Um, we are not a common core state, as you know, so we have our own curriculum standards in Texas, right? And so once the TEKS were adopted, then the Texas Education Agency puts out an issue or a proclamation and invites publishers to submit their instructional material. So that's where we are now. Um, I do want to assure parents that the curriculum standards are really, really fantastic. I'm so proud of them. Um, there's a lot of focus on healthy marriages and um, identifying parents as a primary source of guidance and support and protection and identifying characteristics of healthy dating relationships um, abstinence, very abstinence-based. And Jonathan, if you'll give me a minute and a little bit, I'll go over what is in the TEKS uh, about state law, because we made sure that the Texas Education Code, the exact references to state law are in all of the TEKS. Well, and look, that I, I do want to get into that. And I know that a lot of the discussion 
next week and that's already happening leading up to that is what books, if you will, what instructional materials that State Board of Education is going to be is going to have before them to consider and consider adopting. But that's not it doesn't mean that's the only thing school districts will have an option. That's just really what's considered a recommended list. I want to bring Mary Elizabeth into the equation uh, and, and we uh, in the conversation. This was a couple of months ago, too, was one of the other, um, you know, if you will, more critical stages, but one of the stages where um, where there was a robust discussion about this in September. Mary Elizabeth, let's talk about um, what, what the role that the State Board of Education has in the textbooks, but also um, I want to talk and I'll and I'll direct you to that um, after we talk about process about the the books that are in front of the State Board of Education, but what's the role of the State Board of Education as far as selecting the textbooks and instructional materials? Right, so just like uh, Ms. Cargill said, you know, the commissioner does and the TA issues a proclamation. And of course, textbook companies have the option to submit their bids, uh, kind of like when you're building a building, you know, you have bids from different contractors uh, to be selected. And so different textbook companies submitted their bids uh, to be reviewed by a committee. And then those selections were given to the State Board of Education for review. Uh, now, there was a meeting uh, August 31st, early September, uh, where they had an initial discussion. And we did bring to their attention some problems with some of the textbooks. Um, the thing about the bid process is any type of publisher can bring a textbook. So you have some that might be completely opposite of the health standards uh, that were adopted. Um, so that's why the board really needs to hear from the public so they can hear which textbooks um, are actually aligned with the TEKS and which ones are. And also there's an opportunity uh, within the September meeting and I believe even now for them to hear if the publisher can edit and change their textbooks to be more aligned with the TEKS. So it's very important uh, to let the State Board of Education know because they will be the final vote on which textbook uh, will be presented to the school districts as a recommendation for them to select. Well, and again, this is just gonna be a recommended list um, though that the way the state law is, you can have school districts choose other options, but that recommended list does have an impact and it's something that school districts pay a lot of attention to. And, you know, I don't know how many of them decide to use it, but um, it's pretty likely that that's going to uh, be something that's in consideration. And you can expect a lot of those textbooks that are on that recommended list will lose. Well, I want to, before I bring um, uh, Barbara Cargo back in, I want Mary Elizabeth, there are two textbooks specifically, though, that we've identified and I've been identified by others are great concern. And a big part of it is because they don't allow, they don't align with the standards that the State Board of Education overwhelmingly improved. Um, one of them is the human kinetics um, textbook and the other one is lesson B. And what I'm seeing here, this is a blog post that we have. I wanna direct people to that. It's titled SBOE vote soon on sex ed textbooks. Um, the human kinetics has examples of LGBT lifestyle, advocating for LGBT rights, transgender teens, how to become sexually active at a young age. The lesson B materials, they include a scenario, and look, if you've got kids listening, I'm just giving you a little bit of warning, okay, about what I'm gonna say, because it's uh, a little much. But the lesson B materials, that's lesson B-E-E, -E, um, include a scenario that's described where two girls talk about arousal, they talk about 
ejaculation. You may recall, and this is from our blog post, that Texas Education Code, it requires abstinence must be taught as a preferred choice for behavior. The lesson B, the human kinetics clearly are not aligning with the teaks. And, and those are just a couple of examples of why we're heavily against them. And we've got more information about that. But, you know, Mary Liz was good that we're bringing that information for because I don't think a lot of people are aware of that. And, you know, this is some, a serious concern. Yes, that is a serious concern because even as Ms. Cargill and I discuss, it's not even that they don't even align with the TEKS, they go against the TEKS. Um, they actually encourage early sexual activity. Um, I believe there's even more examples of where they reference Planned Parenthood or the ACLU uh, for activism. Um, so they go against the TEKS, which is really concerning. So it's really important, you know, at this stage and where the board is, um, when they're presented these materials that they know exactly uh, what these materials contain and how they go against the teeks. Uh, what we certainly don't want uh, is a textbook recommended that goes completely against the teeks, which is kind of what we've seen in Austin ISD in the past, uh, you know, materials and curriculum that are against the teeks. Um, Barbara, I want to bring you back in for just a second. Can you expand a little bit on that about this you know, this is what the State Board of Education is voting on, a, a recommended list. I don't know if that's the right term for me to use um, for the school districts yeah. to look at and um, and how that um, fits into this equation of, of what school districts can decide to do on health education. Well, so the State Board of Education, I, the word is approved, but recommended works, approved Jonathan, list. that's Excuse fine. Me. Thank you. So this is an approved list. That's why we have you and Mary Elizabeth there on. You go. <laughs> we'll keep you straight. Um, <laughs> this is an approved list. Now, this does not mean that school districts have to purchase off this list. But what we have found is that publishers are still very, at least the big publishers. Now, in this case, there's some smaller publishers involved. But publishers are still interested in going through the board's review process. They don't have to. That occurred in 2011 with Senate Bill 6. Um, when uh, you know publishers were told you can go just straight to school districts and sell your products, um, and so, but we're very grateful when publishers do decide to go through the board's rigorous review process. We appoint review panels, like Mary Elizabeth referenced to, and these review panels actually go through just to see if the teaks uh, or if the uh, textbooks align with the teaks. And uh, two of these books met 100% of the TEKS. They covered all of the standards. Now, they might have gone beyond the standards, but they at least met the standards. And that is uh, Quaver Ed and Goodhart Wilcox, which I think also adhere to the law, which I'll talk about in just a minute, which is important. So I'm supportive of those the instructional materials from Goodhart Wilcox and from um, Quaver Ed. Now, the two that Mary Elizabeth was talking about that are way, way, just but, way yeah, overboard. Lesson, it's hard to even talk about. Yeah. Yes, human Give us kinetics. A couple of your concerns. And lesson B. Well, for example, in lesson B, uh, there is, and I'm going to read right from the instructional material. It says, if you, and this is, uh, you know, for seventh and eighth graders, and they only cover a little bit over 50% of the TEKS. By law, these instructional materials have to cover 50%, and lesson B only covered 56.6%. But the instructional material says, if you think abortion is right for you, it's important to talk with a trusted adult or medical professional. So I don't hear the word parents in there or parent, which is a huge part of our TEKS. 
And not only that, they provide a link to the ACLU about abortion rights. So I clicked on the link, you know, because if we're going to give kids links in the instructional materials, where do these links take you? And so it leads to another link that you can click on that provides a list of Texas abortion providers. And all of this without any mention of talking to parents first. So that's in lesson B. Um, there is a whole section in human kinetics, which also did not get 100% of the TEKS coverage by the review panels. They were in like the 80 percentile. Um, they don't comply with, with Texas law. They don't centralize abstinence, which is law in our state. They, they also recommend dangerous social media apps. Uh, there's one activity where they have students actually researching uh, three of these apps and one of them, I don't even want to say the name of the apps because I don't want people to, to look into them. No, I think, I think your, your point is well taken though, without yeah. having to, to give yeah. them any more promotion. No, right. I don't want to, but one of them is a notorious for being a magnet for adult users with explicit photos on the app. And this human kinetics has kids researching these apps. Um, there's also an activity where they have to consider if, if you become pregnant, then are, you know, pick one of these. Would you keep the baby? Would you put the baby up for adoption or abort the baby? And it's telling kids to choose. Mm -hmm. And this is for seventh and eighth graders. And again, uh, no reference to parents in this section, to talking to your parents. Well, if and we're talking with Barbara Cargill, former member of the State Board of Education. She's describing some outrageous and very dangerous content that are in two textbooks that are be, being considered. This doesn't mean the State Board of Education thinks they're good, but they've been, they're in a position to, to be voted on and to be discussed next week at the State Board of Education. Um, the two ones she's describing in detail that have some very concerning content is the Human Kinetics Instructional Material and Textbook and the Lesson B. Those are the two that we're describing that are of serious concern um, Mary Elizabeth, let me bring you back in because, look, we, um, uh, we're having a great conversation, but parents are going to want to know what to do. So next week, and look, today's the deadline. If you want to sign up to testify, let's talk a little bit about how parents can get involved in some of the next steps and some they need to take today to stay engaged. Absolutely. Something that everyone can do is definitely email the board their concerns. Uh, so you can email the board at SBOE support uh, at Let's see, SBLU support at texas.gov. Uh, but we have that email also on our website. Um, you can email the board. Uh, you can also call and leave your concerns. But if you are in the Austin area or you have the ability to travel to Austin, you can testify in person uh, at the board meeting um, and let them know your concerns about any of these materials. Uh, keeping in mind that we definitely want them to vote no on uh, human kinetics and lesson B. But it's very important that they hear from you either through email or through uh, testifying. But they do read the emails. And we're hearing from board members that they're getting the emails. They do read them. If you send the emails to the SBOE support uh, email address, then it will go to all of the board members. Um, but if you want your specific board member uh, email address. You can also go to the TEA website to find that, but you do have an opportunity to talk to the full board to express your concerns. And when's the hearing going to take place and when's the deadline to sign up to testify? Yes. Yeah, so if you like to testify, the deadline uh, to sign up is today at 5 p.m. You have an option to call a phone number or fill out an electronic form on the TEA website. 
Um, and the hearing will actually be next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Uh, I believe it's agenda item two where they discuss the textbook materials. Uh, so you wanna make sure that you're there uh, abruptly at 1 p.m. Uh, they do start on time. So uh, let me just, let me, real quick, Mary Elizabeth, let me just drop some dates so people that may hear this and view this at different times. So today is Friday, November 12th. That is the deadline, five o'clock Friday, November 12th to sign up to testify. Um, you can check our website for how to call or how to send an email so you can get signed up. And then, excuse me, Tuesday, November 16th is the hearing date that takes place and it starts at one o'clock. Mary Elizabeth said uh, item or agenda item number two. And then there's hearings and different meetings that are public that the State Board of Education, what day will they, I know they'll vote on Friday, I guess, but there's a preliminary vote before that. Barbara, what, um, if you remember the, the timing on this. Yeah, the preliminary vote will be on Wednesday. And I wanna throw in just a few extra letters on the, the uh, email address that Mary Elizabeth gave. At some point they added TEA in there. So it's S-B-O-E support at T-E-A dot T-E-X-A-S dot gov. So we'll put those we'll put those links yeah. on our blog and our website. We'll, yeah. we'll put them into the comment section here of this Perfect. video as well. And look, if you it, it, and if you're just you're not really sure, call our office. Okay, 512-478-2220, 512-478-2220, or send us an email at info at txvalues.org, and we can get you steered in the right direction. Um, we just have a few more minutes. Um, on this issue, look, the, the, the issue of pornographic material and content has got a lot of attention the past couple of weeks with the governor trying to address this issue, um, Matt Krause, other members of the legislature and others. It matters what's in these textbooks and instructional materials. And Barbara, I just want, look, as a former member of the board, if you could say something to the impact that parents and the public can have so they know their voices are heard and they make a difference. As you, a former member of the board, can just tell you know what that experience is like when y'all hear from people, the public. I got to tell you, it makes such a huge difference. And I think, you know, if we try to find something positive that came out of our, you know, our children staying home and learning online for a while during COVID, it's that a lot of parents got to see the content of the lessons and the instructional materials that their students, their children were studying. And I think that's a real positive. And I think it really, you know, it was kind of uh, help parents to see, wait a minute, I didn't know my child was learning this. I didn't know that this was, you know, part of their lesson. And so I want to tell parents, you know, you're backed up by law as well, because in the Texas Education Code, you know, the parents and legal guardians are supposed to be informed about the content, especially of sexuality instruction that their kids are getting. And now, thanks to House Bill 1525 in the legislative session, Jonathan, as you know, there is opt-in language. And so now students have to have written permission um, to participate in sexuality instruction in the classroom. So parents, you need to know that Texas law backs you up. Um, and I think that we're seeing parents all over the country really rising up against some of the library books um, and some of the content in lesson plans and other instruction that their kids are bringing home. No, that's a good point. And before we finish, Barbara, just to address this issue, it, um, is there a scenario where the State Board of Education just should, could vote against all of these instructional materials next week and say, we're just not going to, we're going to vote them all down? Or do they have to at least have one move forward? 
No, they can certainly vote against all of the books. Um, but as I've said, you know, I do support uh, the two books that we were talking about. Um, the problem with now, if all four of the publishers had submitted awful content, then absolutely I would be in favor of voting all, all four publishers down and not approving their textbooks. But um, you know, since we do have two good options, I think that's the direct, that's what I would prefer to see the board do, but they certainly do not have to. But if there are no instructional materials that are put forward, I'm not really sure where school districts and teachers, there's no telling where they would go, probably to online resources. And then we have no idea it would be in that content, you know, and so um, that would be a little, a little bit concerning. I think we do have two good choices here. All right. Well, look, this has been a great conversation, a timely conversation and relevant. And that's what we try to do here at Texas Values. Um, it was no coincidence that Barbara Cargill was our guest today on the Texas Values Report on these issues because, you know, we're involved in these things on a daily basis. We know when these hearings are coming. We know and we try to interact with people that have been involved in it on a regular basis to bring you credible information, timely information. But the only way we continue to do that is if you find ways to support us financially and you can make a donation at uh, txvalues.org. Mary Elizabeth, as always, good to have you involved in the conversation. Barbara Cargill, thank you so much for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you. All right. I just got a couple of seconds left. I'm going to do some wrap up. Go to our website, txvalues.org. You got to sign up by the end of the day, Friday, today, November 12th, to be a part of that State Board of Education uh, public hearing. We need your support, though. And if you want to come to one of our events, we're going to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with Abby Johnson, <coughs> excuse me, and Governor Rick Perry on December 8th. But you don't have to come to our event to make a tax-deductible donation. You can do that online right now at txvalues.org. Make that tax-deductible donation. Help us support faith, family, and freedom in Texas. That's the way we'll continue to provide value in the courts, the legislature, and the media. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.